Welcome to True Truths and Tidbits, Life with Melinda. Each week, I will share with you my true, transparent truths. I have learned over the years that the best way to help yourself and others to overcome is by being honest. My hope for you, my friend, is that you will discover your own true truths on this journey with me. Sit back and relax because our journey begins together right now. Hi, True Truths family. Melinda here. This episode this week is going to be a very transparent true truth of mine. And it's also a very prevalent true truth of a lot of people. And we can no longer continue to use our right to remain silent. This episode um, is in honor of Suicide Prevention Week. And I come before you as a suicide survivor. People close to me know that I um, attempted suicide when I was 18 years old. I've spoken about it before in a post on Facebook. But I've never sat down and actually told my true truth about it. And one thing that I want to get across in this podcast, not just this one, but all, is it's okay to be transparent. It's okay to talk about the things that people will not talk about. And it's okay to feel that you're not okay. And before we get started, I want to start off by saying, if you are feeling or experiencing thoughts of suicide or depression at this very moment, I want to give you some resources so you know that you're not alone. The first one is going to be the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. That number is 1-800-273-8255. And in Spanish, the number is 1-800-628-9454. If you're deaf or hard of hearing, the number is 800 799 4889. If you are a veteran, first of all, I would like to thank you for your service. And if you're dealing with depression or suicidal thoughts, there's one just for you as well. 800-273-8255. You can also text if you're a veteran and you're feeling depressed or suicidal. Uh, you can text 838 and I'm also going to go over all these numbers again at the end of this podcast but I want to go ahead and leave that out there if you're feeling depressed or suicidal at this very moment please call one of those numbers and if you don't have anyone to call 
If you look in the description of this podcast, there is a way that you can click the message button. You can leave a message. When you leave a message for me, I get those messages immediately. Um, I will try to contact you or get back with you to send you the numbers again or someone in your area. And I will always always pray for you so if you leave a message I do listen to them all and thank you for leaving those messages but if you feel like you don't have anyone that you can talk to I don't mind listening to you so leave me a message so I'm going to talk about uh, my suicide survivor survival Um, I was 18 years old. It was the summer of 1993. You would think that that would be a great highlight in my life. But um, leading up into that time, it just seems like everything around me was falling apart. Um, I didn't graduate high school because I decided... Um, I didn't want to stay in school any longer, so I uh, took myself out of school. I went and got my GED, didn't tell anybody about it (laughs) until it came in the mail, and that's how my mom uh, knew that I had finished school. Um, I was dating at the time, and also at that um, time in my life, I was a Jehovah Witness, uh, living under strict rules and guidelines. it's nothing wrong with strict rules and guidelines. You know, whatever works, works. But it is a, a problem if you feel like you have no outlet and no one to turn to and no one to talk to. And at that very present time in my life, I felt like I felt like I didn't have anyone to turn to or no one to talk to. And on top of that, I wasn't living my best life. I wasn't doing things... Um, that I was taught to do or raised to do. Um, I just wasn't. Uh, and I knew that night that I decided that I didn't want to take it any longer, that I didn't want to be on earth any longer. I had no one to talk to. I felt like I had disappointed um, my parents. I had disappointed my life. Uh, Because growing up, you know, the things that I was doing um, at that time, it wasn't even anything that I expected out of myself. And the one friend that I really uh, had that I thought that I could talk to, she turned out to be not a friend at all. But hindsight is always twenty twenty. So I just wanted to give you a background of where I was at, at in that present time. So the night that I decided that it was going to be that last night, um, I came up with a way, which was going to take, I was going to take pills and not tell anybody about it and um, drive and not go home and just sit in the parking lot until it was over. But it didn't end that way. Immediately, And a lot of things that I have listened to, 
um, when I have listened to others that have survived suicide attempts, the first thing immediately after you do the attempt, majority of the times from what I've heard and from my own ex- my own experiences, your mind immediately says, I do not want to die. That's the first thing that crossed your mind if, if whatever mean of suicide that you decide to take allows you and grants you that opportunity to get your mind back that this is not what I wanted to do. This is not how I wanted to go out. So um, I let, I ran up, wound up uh, letting my mom know and the guy that I was talking to at the time, he took me to the hospital and that's where I was at. Um, suicide pro- protocol, when you go to the hospital back in 1993, that was 26 years ago, I'm quite sure it's uh, not the same anymore like it is. But um, staff was not friendly. <laughs> staff was not concerned, uh, caring. Uh, they basically left me with charcoal to drink <laughs> on my own. And the threat was, if you don't drink it, then we're going to put a tube down your nose. And so you're not going to have opportunity but to, to drink it. So, of course, 18, terrified, in the hospital alone, I drank the charcoal. And I just remember that night, after all that was said and done, they decided that I couldn't go home which is normal after a suicide attempt they uh want to keep you just to make sure that you're okay so that night I spent the night in the hospital and um in a psych ward in a room with nothing but a bed and a camera to watch you the whole entire night because of course they have to make sure that you're safe. Now you're in a safe environment. They have to treat you as such. And I remember that night um, not being able to sleep because I personally could not believe what I had just tried to do. I could not believe that I I would allow my mind to go that far to decide that I didn't want to live any longer. But if you've ever suffered with depression, or if you've ever been down, or if you've ever been put into a situation that day after day after day, nothing looks like it's ever going to change, it's easy for your mindset to slip into a state of despair where all you can think of is, I don't want to do this every day for the rest of my life. And if you were well, you would not think that you wouldn't want to live. And that's the key word, if you were well. And we have to get past the stigma of not allowing people to express that they're not well. You listen to people when they're not well in their body uh, due to disease, sickness. You listen to when people are not well, when they're going through a crisis in life. But we don't ever want to sit and listen to anyone when they say that they aren't well in their mind. 
And that's one stigma we have got to stop because we are losing people that you would never think will even entertain the thought to take their life. But if you don't allow anyone to talk, if you don't allow people to vent, and if you're a Christian and your hope is in Jesus like mine is and everyone else that's a Christian, it's kind of taboo to talk about that you don't want to live anymore because you're a Christian. What do you mean you don't want to live? Like, you know Jesus. How could you not want to live? Well, you can know Jesus and still be depressed. You can still know your Savior lives and still be depressed and want to die. You can still know the goodness of God and still have to walk on this earth with life and the things that life bring you and still decide that living is not what you want to do. So never, ever, ever put anyone in a predicament that one that you would question their beliefs or two make their state of mental unwellness at that moment in time ever to turn back on them to tell them that it's because they lack faith or it's because they don't know God enough to want to do that or that they don't trust God enough to want to live that life. Don't ever do that to anyone because this is why people day in and day out die in silence and turmoil because they rather go to their grave thinking that life is going to be better not thinking about it instead of facing Someone that you share the same beliefs with that's going to make you feel worse than being alive. So I just had I just felt I needed to stop and say that. So after that uh, first night of being in uh, isolation, control isolation, um, that was a Friday night, Saturday and Sunday, they put me in um a section that was just for teenage girls. And surprisingly, there's always someone else, which I didn't even think of at that time, that it would be anyone else but me. But I remember that weekend, it was me. It was myself and uh, three other girls. The staff we had was wonderful. We were able to talk. We were able to um, discuss And I felt like for the first time ever, I could really vent and get off my chest um, what I was feeling. And to be able to look in the face um, my failures and disappointments in life, even at the age of 18, that I could finally um, be in a place where I wasn't discredited. And in a place that I could just find out exactly why I made the choice that I made. So fast forward to now, I'm 44 now. (laughs) You know, that was 26 years ago. 
I've had three kids since then. And I would like to say that my mental health has been perfect since then. But that would be a lie. And this podcast is not about lies. It's about living out your transparent true truths. So my true truth is, um, have I been or thought about suicide since that day? The answer would be yes. When life is not going the way that you expect or disappointments come faster than um, enjoyment. So, yes, I have thought very quickly, like, wow, it would just be so much easier just to just not have to do this again. But then also, I have that experience that I can look back on and also remember how I felt that day when I thought there would be no more tomorrows. So what I have learned about mental health, suicide, depression, and all those other things that make up um, mental unwellness is suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And I'll say that again. Suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. And one thing that the enemy does, I don't, and and when I say enemy, I'm not talking about a person. I'm talking about um, the devil. That's why I call him enemy, loose foot, but I'll explain that at another time. It is his job to allow you to not be able to look past where you are and for you to be able to just focus on the issue at hand. It's like when it's a cloudy day outside. Even though it's cloudy, the sun is still there. But because there's so many clouds in the sky that is blocking out the sun, you can't see anything else but that. And that's what the enemy job is. His job is to block out everything that's in the future that awaits you. So all you can gaze upon is what is that lies in front of you. And that's another reason why God left in his love letter for us, the Bible, that we must walk by faith and not by sight. Because the enemy is in charge and making sure that your sight stays clouded and making sure that your sight does not see past what's to come. And faith is no more than hope in you believing in what you know you deserve and should come has a chance of doing that because you're putting it in God's hands. Yeah. So this has not been very easy to talk about because um, of the stigma that is attached to the persona of 
of you being a Christian or you being well respected that, you know, you should never, how could you, how could you, how could you be depressed? Like, how could you be depressed? You have a family, you have a good life, you know, or you're a Christian and, and you know, Jesus. So how could you, you know, how would you want to leave everything that's before you? You know, these things and those things have nothing to do with mental unwellness. Mental unwellness exists just like cancer exists. It exists just like you can catch a cold. It exists just like everything else that encompasses unwellness, except we just don't talk about it. And I'm tired of seeing depression unspoken. Because one thing about when you've been in despair and when you've been at the bottom and you've been to the point where you even entertain taking your life, you become aware of what that looks like around you. And I can tell when someone is mentally unwell, even if your posts are 100% funny and you don't miss a beat. It's something that when you've been through and walked through something, you can recognize it. So I just want to encourage you that are listening, that have maybe even entertained suicide, or maybe you have never entertained taking your life, but maybe you battle mental unwellness. I want my transparency today to open the door for your transparency right now. Lay down the lies and pick up your true truth. If you are battling depression, if you are battling not knowing whether you're coming or going, if you're battling anything, because I have also battled postpartum depression to the point I was experiencing postpartum psychosis, which is like a mental break from yourself. So I understand what it feels like to be mentally unwell and surrounded by people day after day after day that don't even acknowledge it or want to bring it up because it's taboo. But it can't be taboo anymore. We're losing children. We're losing adults. We're losing mothers and brothers and sisters and fathers and aunts and uncles and grandmothers and grandfathers. We're losing pastors. We're losing people. And we're losing hopes and we're losing dreams because we continue to exercise our right to remain silent. And I know I've been all over the place today. This wasn't a script. I just sat down 
in prayer and just ask God, what do you want me to talk about? And I just could not ignore if I'm going to be transparent and tell you about my past situations, which have now were tests that the Lord has allowed to become my testimony. And we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. I can't live a life as a Christian or a life as a friend or anything else without allowing you to know that even when things look good, we can suffer in silence. I'm not saying that I'm not depressed every single day of my life. I'm not. Um, a lot of my um, emotional and mental unwellness is seasonal, which I know now um, when it's starting to become fall and winter and you're losing daylight because I love light. I'm not a fan of darkness. I like it to sleep, but that's about it. But I like, um, I love sun. <laughs> I love birds. I love to hear nature. I like to be a part of nature. If it doesn't involve bugs, I, yeah, I, I can say that. If it doesn't involve bugs, <laughs> I like to be a part of nature. And if it doesn't ex- involve extreme heat. So these are things that I have learned triggers. Um, also triggers for me is PMS. And if you're a man, you may you don't experience PMS. So learn your triggers. Triggers are things that we don't talk about either. So learn your triggers. And when you know that your triggers are coming up, talk to somebody about it. Um, keep a diary. Write things down. Get a primary care physician. Even if you don't have health insurance, there's a lot of clinics that you can go to now that's based on income or it's sliding scale. So I invite you to do that as well. I also invite you to find someone that you can talk to. Even if you have to talk to someone Um through a hotline, talk to someone. If you don't have anyone to talk to, you can talk to me. I'm available and I will listen to you because a lot of times depression, um, suicidal thoughts and mental unwellness comes because you have no outlet of release. And if you're the strong friend, which I have been my whole entire life, Sometimes you have to get past the stigma of what would someone think of me if they knew I was battling mental unwellness at the time. And mental unwellness is not always thoughts of suicide. And even if it is a thought of suicide, it doesn't make you a bad person. It just means that you need help in the season that you're in now. That's it. That is it. We have got to develop a culture of safe places. And I'm grateful because I have a lot of safe places like my dear baby sissies, especially Katrina. Um, She's my safe place. I can talk to her. I can vent. I can go off 
she can look at me and know that something triggered you, something's going on. I have other friends I can talk to, like my um, friend Jessica. I could talk to my friend Cheryl. Um, I could talk to my friend Chantel. You know, you have to have people that you can open up to. And if you don't have anyone to open up to, I also, um, the numbers I'm going to go over again, so you can always have those numbers. And also, I encourage you to Google Celebrate Recovery. Celebrate Recovery is a step, a 12-step program, Christian-based. You don't have to be a Christian, but it's Christian-based. It's not about addictions. Like, it's not all about drug addictions or alcohol addictions. It's about habits and hangups as well. Because we all have a habit or a hangup that can stunt us in life. So I invite you to look up Celebrate Recovery. It's over 35,000 chapters of Celebrate Recovery. And I've also started going there with a, a, a really good friend of mine. She's younger than me. Um, and she reached out to me because she was having issues and she didn't have a safe place. And she invited me to go because she looked at me and thought that I wouldn't judge her. And I'm glad that she reached out to me because I went to celebrate recovery thinking that I was doing her a favor and as you know it, Jesus was doing me a favor. Um, and it's a safe place for men, women, teen, children. Um, it's a very safe place to go to. And they have um, sessions that you go through, that you study, and then you go off into groups. And you it's a safe place so you can discuss and share. So if you don't have anyone, you don't have a doctor, a friend, um, no one talk to. I highly suggest you go and look up Celebrate Recovery because they're everywhere. And some chapters are open every single day. So you're always, there's always someone you can talk to. And again, you can leave me a message on this podcast that I'll listen to. And I will pray for you. And I will reach out to you. And I will find a way for you to have a permanent, safe place for you to turn to. I also invite you, if you have a church or a church family, that you look for someone that you can be comfortable with um, and share. Share, um, share. Don't be afraid of what others think. think. And don't be afraid to be transparent because when we go through these tests and trials and tribulations of life, it's not for us to begin with. We go through it and we pass and then our test becomes our testimony when we share to help others. And that's what I want to do today. I want to share to help others. So you can choose life. You can choose to go the next step. You can choose to know that this is a temporary problem. 
And life is not always going to be like that. If my life had ended back on that summer night in August of 1993, I would have missed more joys than I have sorrows. And I'll say that again. I would have missed more joys than I have had in sorrows. Every day is not going to be perfect because we're not perfect people and we don't live in a perfect world. And these perfect aspirations don't exist. So don't wear yourself out chasing things that's fantasy. Don't compare yourself to others. Because everything that you see on social media is not real life all the time. My social media is very transparent. I'm a very transparent person. Because if you go through life and you go through trust and God allows you to overcome these things, you keep it to yourself. It ain't nothing more than a glorified secret. Who's going who's gonna to overcome from that? Nobody. But if you share, and even if one person says something negative, forget that person because it wasn't for them. But don't allow that to keep you silent because I promise you it's going to be someone that's going to hear and overcome because you decided to not worry about what someone would think. That's another reason why God tells us don't compare ourselves among us each other. You know, because we all face heartache and trials and tribulations. Some are very honest in their trials and tribulations and some are not. Don't be afraid to say that you're not well. Because that's when things around you become very heightened. Because you think that you're the only one and you're not. Unfortunately, I've read too many posts on Facebook, social media, saw in the news, very well respected people and people who felt that they had no one, people that were surrounded by everybody and people that were surrounded by nobody. And they all felt that they could not share their true truth of pain and they thought that they could not make it any further than where they were. And I don't want to read any more about suicides. And I don't want anyone walking around, Christian, atheist, whatever you may be, and feel like you don't have an outlet to express yourself. But since I am a Christian and I can speak about that, I don't want my fellow Christians thinking that if you are mentally unwell, that you don't love God and you don't trust God because that's not the truth. That is something that someone has developed to keep you down. And because you love God and you love yourself, that's why you need to be transparent and release your true truth. And if you are not mentally well, please let someone know. 
I'd rather you let someone know and we can help you than you let no one know and it's nothing I can do but weep for you when you're not here anymore. Life is always going to be challenging. Life is always going to have days that things seem that they're not fair. But I promise you, my friend, living, even in those situations, is better than you succumbing to a temporary problem. And now it's a permanent solution. So as promised, I'm going to go back over those numbers. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline number is 1-800-273-8255. If you speak Spanish, that number is going to be 1-888-628-9454. If you are deaf or hard of hearing, you can use 800 799 4889. And if you are a veteran that has served our country and I thank you for your service, you can call 800 273 8255 or you can text to 838 255. Most importantly, If you feel alone and you don't have anywhere to turn to, I invite you to call out on the name of Jesus. Because Proverbs 18.10 tells us, The name of the Lord is a strong fortress or tower. The godly run to him and are safe. And even on my nights when I didn't have the strength, To call on anyone else, I always found the strength to call on Jesus. And that name is a saving name. And it's a name of grace and mercy. And it's a a name that brings peace. And when you call his name in despair or not, he is always going to run to you, my friend. Be encouraged. Bad days don't last always. Suicide is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Call those numbers. Look for Celebrate Recovery. And don't forget to leave me a message that I will check. Bottom line is, let's all together Take the stigma off of mental unwellness. And wherever you are, too, in every county and city, there's always a local health department where you can go in without an appointment and you can speak to someone. And if that's not available, you can go to your local emergency room or you can call the numbers that I left. And if that doesn't work, call on the name of Jesus. His name brings peace and healing. And also, finally, I also invite you to to be aware of who you talk to. Be aware that it's okay not to be okay. 
And if you're sitting in your car, you're looking for something positive, Google or search for Inspiration Station, a Christian gospel station, contemporary gospel. And the music can also bring healing and bring you to a place that can help you to overcome where you are. But most importantly, if I can't stress anything else from this episode, know that you are loved. Know that you are cared for. Know that Jesus loves you. And know that these days don't last forever because there will always be more joys than sorrows, my friend. like to take this time to thank you for listening to Choo Choo's and Tidbits, Life with Melinda. If you have not already become part of the family, you can do that right now. I invite you to subscribe. Look down on your screen and select subscribe. I'll give you a moment. Perfect. Now you're part of the True Truth family. You'll be one of the first to know when there's a new episode available for your listening pleasure. Also, I would like to invite you to look where you found subscribed and feel free to leave me a message. Who knows? Your voice may be the next one we hear on the next episode of True Truths and Tippets, Life with Melinda. Until we meet again, my friend, I hope that you will continue to strive to live out your true truths. Don't lose hope on your dreams and your aspirations. And if things don't work out the way that you plan for this day, Always remember, there's tomorrow. Until next time, my friend. Goodbye.